Hi folks, and welcome back to another South Pole podcast. Today is July 7th, 2021, and I'm Becky Zarzinski, your host for today's show. So in today's episode, I'm interviewing a South Pole producer by the name of Gil Yearwood from Ellet Valley Beef Company in Christiansburg, Virginia. Now, some of you might recognize the name and the voice if you were able to attend the field day this year in Trenton, Tennessee, because Gil was actually one of our producer speakers where he got to answer questions from the crowd about South Pole cattle. So in this interview, Gil tells us a little more about his farming operation and his South Pole story. Gil, can you tell us a little bit about your farming background and a little bit more about your current farming operation? Sure. Um, I started running cattle about 50 years ago. I, I started as an animal science major in college and switched over to something else, but I've been running cattle continuously for about 50 years. I started rotational grazing about 35 years ago. And that's when I started to see a significant change in our operation for the better. But currently we graze, um, do all types of rotational grazing, whether it's ultra high density, um, what, whatever it is in rotational grazing, we've been doing it at different times of the year. We, we do all of those things sometimes, but we, we don't do anything all the time. But anyway, we run South Pole cattle. We raise grass-fed beef, sell stocker steers, sell breeding cattle. Um, we occasionally will do a heifer project or a stocker project, depending on what the market is and, and what our grass situation is. We also buy some small herds of cattle and sort them out, upgrade them, and, and resell them. Uh, we sell some, particularly a lot of bred heifers and, and bred cows. But so you that's, have, that's kind of where we are today. Yeah, you have quite the dynamic operation there, for sure. Um, and I know, uh, Gil, you were actually on the producer panel for the um, South Pole Field Day this year, and were able to answer some questions for folks. But one question I have for you is, um, how did you find out about the South Pole cattle breed to begin with? I had um, read a little bit about South Poles in some of the trade journals. I think probably the first place I saw them mentioned was in Stockman Grass Farmer. And that that piqued my interest. And as time went on, I became more interested. But a friend of mine who I grazed some cattle for sent some South Poles up here for me to graze for him one summer. And those cattle were sent along with some some other crossbred type cattle and a few purebreds um, clearly outperformed the other cattle, um, surprisingly so. Or, I mean, to an extent that was very surprising to me. And the big difference I could see was they were out grazing longer because their, their heat tolerance was better and they had fewer flies on them. So having seen that the first year I was much more interested in them, still hadn't bought any. The second year, my friend sent some up and the, the same thing happened again, only more so. The, the cattle just clearly outperformed. 
So at that point, I finally figured out I needed to buy some South Pole cows, and, and I did, and I'm very glad that I did. That's great, you know, and and um, I feel like a lot of other folks have had similar um, experiences. I know one of the um, farms that we sell South Poles to, we kind of turned them on to it like that too, just when we first started giving a few steers and they were next year, like, we want more of those. I don't know what they were, but we want more South Poles. Yeah. Um, and how did that, so since then you decided that this breed was obviously worth uh, pursuing. How has that transition looked for you on your operation to that, to that breed? Well, as, as everybody knows, it's somewhat difficult to find South Pole females. I was lucky to find a couple of small clusters to get started with. But the main thing I did was buy the best South Pole bulls that I, I could find and breed every commercial cow that we had to South Pole. The, you know, the breed up program that, that the South Pole Association has is a, is a huge asset, I think, to particularly to people starting out, younger people. But we've been involved with that for a while and we're now, we'll soon have purebreds being born out of cattle that were, were bred up. But I, I just think that's a, a great opportunity. And it, you know, I don't know if everyone realizes it. I've been in other breeds that were similar to this in some ways that didn't have a breed up program. And it could be very difficult for people to sell bulls when there isn't a breed up program. Um, I, I think it is just really smart and uh, really helpful to be able to breed up. So you can, you know, if you can afford to buy a bull and most people out there can, then you can get in the South Pole business fairly quickly. Yeah, and that's, that's great advice for anyone who is new to the breed and wanting to kind of jump in somewhere. That's exactly what we did on our farm too. We, we bought a bull and just crossed everything and that's how we started. So yeah, that's great advice. Um, and so with all that kind of in our heads at the moment, what really do you like about the breed? Why, I, you kind of discussed well, how you found it, but how is it, how is it fitting for you on your operation currently besides just the, um, you know, the heat tolerance that you mentioned a little bit and they're performing obviously very well on forage, but are there any other qualities about this breed that you think is kind of distinguishing or unique to this breed itself? Well, there, there are several of those, but I'd like to say first, and this is something probably that most people wouldn't talk about, but one thing I really like about the South Poles is you can make money on them. If, if you're running a farm for a living or need to your farm to be profitable, South Poles can, can really help you, I think, particularly if you're in the Southeast, humid, hot, fescue country. Um, and the reason I say you can make money, there's a there's a demand for percentage females, there's a demand for bulls, and there's a strong demand for crossbred South Pole steers from the grass-fed beef industry. You know, there are a lot of grass-fed people out there that don't have cows that want to buy steers. And as you said, if they've gotten a few South Pole steers, they want more. So the, the, the marketability and the, and the profitability is there, but the the things I believe that, that bring that are, one, I think there must be the easiest calving breed that I've ever been associated with. Um, 
we just don't have issues. Uh, even when we're calving heifers, we check them once a day if it's convenient. You know, we have cattle spread out in a lot of different places. We don't get to see every cow or every heifer every day. And we certainly don't get to see them two and three times a day. So having that kind of um, genetic calving ease is a, is a huge asset for somebody like me that's kind of stretched out. Um, the, the fescue tolerance is amazing. I was looking at cows this morning. Uh, it's been miserably hot here the last few days, as you know. The, um, the flies on the commercial cattle have, have just been horrendous the last couple of days. But I was looking at those south poles this morning. They had very few flies on them. They were content standing out in the, in the early morning sun anyway. But the big thing is they're in excellent condition. These cattle can maintain very good body condition on fescue, period. And, and surprisingly to me, you know, we feed pretty crummy uh, fescue hay in the winter. When we do feed, we try to graze all the way through. But most of our hay is late cut and crummy fescue. And the South Pole cows can, can stay fat on that through the winter. Um, which is pretty unusual. Um, other things, um, you know, I guess genetic immunity that they have is strong because we just don't have sickness to speak of in South Poles. I mean, we'll occasionally have, I mean, over the, the last four years, we've had three or four cases of pink eye, you know, maybe a foot rot. Um, that's it. Now, now we do vaccinate, but these cattle are these cattle are pretty tough. Um, you know, the, the cold spring rains that we get sometimes don't seem to affect them, even though they're pretty short haired type of cattle. Um, and, and they're just they're just efficient. You know, they, they do more with less grass. And, and I don't have scientific measurements on that to tell you, but I'm used to grazing some paddocks for many years and they just seem to make better use of the grass than a, than a lot of other breeds do. I, I just think that you get more out of them for less. So even comparing them to other breeds that are of similar frame size, because I know um, South Poles are small to medium frame size, you know, roughly about a thousand pound cow is I think average for this breed. Compared to other breeds that you've tried, obviously you've been kind of in the forage based um, farming model for a few decades now, compared to other breeds of the same frame size, are they similar when it comes to the efficiency or do you see any difference there? You know, I would say they're, they're probably, they're probably similar, but the, the place where I see the biggest difference, even with cattle of other breeds that are the same frame size is during the winter, particularly if they're being fed during the winter. Um, the South Poles just just maintain um, that, that body condition and seem to have natural fleshing ability that that really shows up in those conditions. And, and, it, and I'm not saying that other cattle won't work. You know, obviously a lot of them do. But I, on the whole, I've found these to, to work quite a bit better. And, and just in general about running these cattle, they're just easier 
there are just fewer issues that you have to do with, have to deal with. The, uh, the cows are pretty intelligent. They, they figure out the rotation quickly. I'm sure you've experienced this. A lot of times when they see me coming, they'll go to the gate that they are supposed to go to for the next rotation before I get there. They, they know where they're going. So they they have a, a good intelligence level. They're the calmest cattle I've ever been around. And um, they're just altogether easier. They, they make this job a whole lot simpler than most of the other cattle out there. Yeah, and that's one thing that I've experienced too with this breed. You know, we've been in it for about 13, 14 years now. And it just makes, it makes doing the type of farming we're doing just more fun, it seems like, because when you go out there and you move yeah. your, your cattle to a new patch of grass and everyone is like slicked up and looks great. You're like, you feel pretty good about yourself, actually. At least I do. <laughs> and um, I think a lot of that has to do with the animal themselves and their performance, but um, it just makes, it makes farming fun, I think. So that's, that's awesome. Um, and you kind of started on this point already a little bit about like what your product is, but can you go into that a little in more detail? What's your product? What's, what's your market for these animals? Because I know I get this question a lot about that they're red and here in the East, um, that's not the most popular color of cattle. So do you have an issue with that, with your marketing or how do you, how's that challenge um, been, you know, how have you succeeded on that challenge there? Well, you know, you, you definitely hear all the time that if the cattle aren't black around here, you just can't sell them or you can't sell them for the same kind of money. Uh, my experience, is to the contrary. Uh, I don't sell many cattle anymore in a sale barn. There, there's nothing wrong with doing that, but we're able to sell most of ours off the farm. But when I have sold red cattle, and not just South Poles, but Red Angus, Red Angus Devon Crosses, if you have good quality stocker type cattle in good condition that are weaned and vaccinated and they're red, they're going to sell just about as well as the blacks and sometimes more. You know, I've, I've had numerous instances at the local barn where we'd have a small group of cattle, like I described, you know, wean stockers are ready to turn out that would top the market that day. But people tell me all the time, well, you, it's just, you can't sell those red ones. Well, I'm here to tell you, you can. And, you know, at the stockyards, the only thing I'd be selling would be steers occasionally. But red heifers, uh, the world is looking for red heifers. Um, if, if you have red replacement heifers, I don't care if they're South Pole, red Angus, crossbreds, you can sell them. Now it helps if they're good, of course, and, and they're gonna sell for more if they're South Pole, but the color has not been an issue for me. That's, that's good to know. Um, yeah, I get that question all the time and I kind of, I don't sell at this, the sale barn myself unless it's like a coal or something, but, um, right. uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, especially in the, in the grass based world are looking for red animals, like you said, because I think they understand that these animals can, you know, stand out in the sun a little better and tolerate that type of, um, environment more so than the darker hided animals. Um, sure. so for me, it's, it's not been an issue either. So thanks for sharing right. that with us. One, one more little point on that. Now, if you have, if you only have one or two red 
steers that you're taking to the sale barn and they're not weaned and they don't match up very well and they haven't been vaccinated and you don't have any kind of story you can tell, you're going to get lacerated. Uh, when you're selling singles, you're going to get hurt pretty badly on, on any color. But if it's a single and it's red or it's Charlotte or something like that, the discount's going to be even deeper. So, you know, the key is to have larger groups, have cattle that are in the right condition and that uh, have a story you can tell with them. And they'll sell very well that way. That's great. Great advice. Well, Gil, thanks for your time today. But if folks want to reach out to you um, with questions or just want to know a little bit more about your farming op operation, how can they do that? Do you have an email, websites? Um, how can they how can they find you? We we have a website, ellettvalleybeefco.com. Uh, my phone number and email are on there. Uh, I'll be if there's any way I can answer questions or help anybody uh, getting started with South Poles. I'd love to do it. So please contact me. Awesome. Thanks, Gil. I really appreciate you coming on the show today with us and sharing your experience. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, there you have it. Just a little more depth and inside view into Gil Yearwood and his operation. So for folks who are wanting to know more about the South Pole breed itself, you can visit the website southpole.com. That's southpoll.com. And you can browse classifieds, look up other producers that might be in your area, look at the video section of the videos we have out. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. South Pole Grass Cattle Association has its own South Pole um, Facebook page. And we also have a South Pole Grass Cattle Forum which is on Facebook as well, where a lot of folks who are new to the breed or are very experienced with the breed um, post lots of different things on South Poles, them on their operations in different parts of the country, questions about the South Pole breed, um, what folks are um, you know, encountering, any challenges, successes, all that great stuff. So you can visit that as well. And um, if you have any specific questions, feel free to email us at southpolegrasscattle at gmail.com. All right, folks, thanks again and see you next time.